Hello and welcome back to 365 Days with MXM Tune. I'm Maya, a singer, songwriter, video maker, Oakland native, and orbiter of the sun. I'm also a huge fan of history. I love untold stories, gross facts, hidden secrets, anything weird, dark, and funky from the past. Each day, I'm going to share one of my favorite deep cuts with you. So let's take a look at today's stories. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff, no, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365. Today, in 1633, the Catholic Church forced physicist and astronomer Galileo Galilei to renounce his heliocentric worldview, meaning that planets orbit around the sun. At the time, it was against the church to say that the sun didn't revolve around the earth. Of course, modern science tells us that Galileo was right. As you listen to this podcast, we are all indeed just on a floating rock that's slowly circling around a big bright star. So let's look back on what happened to Galileo almost 400 years ago in the Holy Roman Empire. You've probably heard of Galileo, and that's because he's a pretty big deal in the history of science. Born in 1564, the Italian thinker is often thought to be the father of modern astronomy. While he didn't invent the telescope, he used it in an unprecedented way, turning it toward the sky. Before, this technology had mostly been used to magnify on-Earth objects. He discovered that the moon had craters, and that other planets had moons too, which orbited their respective planets. He also discovered Saturn's rings and wrote theories about tides and comets. Nicholas Copernicus, who had died about 100 years earlier, is often credited with coming up with the idea that the Earth orbits the Sun, rather than the other way around. Even some ancient Greek thinkers, like Aristarchus, had put forth this idea about 1,800 years ago. But most historians think that Copernicus probably didn't know about that bit of ancient Greek philosophy. Copernicus died the same year that he published his theory, so he didn't face much backlash. But when Galileo studied the phases of Venus the following century, he found evidence that Venus was likely orbiting the sun. By that same logic, he was able to scientifically deduce that Earth revolves around the sun as well. Galileo published his findings periodically throughout the 1610s. That earned him a slap on the wrist from the church in 1616. They told him he could consider the hypothesis, but he was forbidden from presenting it as a fact. But in 1632, Galileo published a book called Dialogue Concerning the Two Chief World Systems, which compared the heliocentric and earth-centric models of the galaxy. That was the final straw. So in April 1633, Galileo was summoned to a trial at the Inquisition headquarters in Rome. They threatened him with torture, prison time, and even burning at the stake. The church believed that the fact that the sun moved around the earth was a matter of biblical scripture, and that it was sacrilegious to deny that. Galileo tried to argue that faith and science aren't inherently opposed. He was merely opening discussion, but... Nice try, pal. That one wasn't going to fly with Pope Urban VIII. Under threats of his life, Galileo vowed to stop sharing his teachings about the sun being the center of the earth. He had to renounce the research he worked so hard on for decades to save his own life. He was placed on house arrest for the final eight years of his life. He was 69 at the time of the trial, and he was forced to recite the seven penitential psalms once a week for the next three years. These are the psalms 
often recited in confession or during Lent. All in all, his punishment was not as bad as being burned at the stake, but still, it was pretty rough. It would take over 350 years before the Catholic Church would clear Galileo's name and accept his teaching as fact. In 1992, Pope John Paul II finally acknowledged that their persecution of the astronomer was an error. Now, let's talk about music. Today, we have a super special guest, one of my favorite musicians actually to exist ever, and somebody who is constantly inside of my own playlist and what I listen to on a day-to-day basis. We have Ash here today to talk about a special June 22nd in her life. Wow, June 22, 2018. I released my first EP, The Rabbit Hole. I had uh, just left my husband and was in New York City to celebrate the release of, with my label. Uh, seems like so long ago, but I guess that's you know really only a few years back. I was so proud and still am so proud of that EP. I think it was so cool and, and forward thinking, which I don't know if that's ego-y of me to say, but I definitely felt like the sounds we were playing with were, were really early, were earlier <laughs> for its time. I remember, um, I remember thinking my whole life was going to change and then like nothing happened. (laughs) Um, let's see what else. Fun fact, Dan Nigro, who's Olivia Rodrigo's producer and co-writer, he, um, he wrote and produced Someone to Lose and Choirs on, on the rabbit hole. Yeah, I still, I still love that EP so much. And now for today's final segment, I'll be going into my own photo archives to see what I was up to on a June 22nd in my life. On June 22nd, 2019, I took a photo of my cat. That's all I really have today. I really love cats. I am a cat person. I still love dogs, but I think I have a very soft spot for animals that can kind of do their own thing without being bothered. (laughs) But they'll still come for you for attention and they'll still comfort you. I have two cats growing up. Boo and Scout, named after Boo and Scout from To Kill a Mockingbird. My parent is a English teacher. Shout out to my mom. And my cat Boo was napping on the sofa and he looked really cute, so I took a photo of him. I have a very soft spot for black cats. I feel extremely badly that they're still used for oftentimes animal abuse and people don't often look very kindly on them. And so I have a very special spot in my heart for them because Boo is a black cat and I love him more than anything, and he loves me more than anything, and I really miss him. He's in California with my parents right now, and I get to see him when I go back to my folks' place, but I don't have a cat here in New York, and I'm really excited at the possibility of getting to adopt one, so stay tuned for that. Maybe that will be a fun fact on a podcast in the future. Thanks for going back in time with me, and remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You can come back tomorrow for more stories from the past. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff, no, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365.